On today's episode of The Glue Guys, sad news, Ben Simmons is done for the year. A surprise? Not so much, but hey, we're going to talk about it. We're gonna, this is a Ben Simmons mm. special. Yeah. We're going to talk about huh? the seven burniest questions. I think it's going to be seven. Uh, your emails on Ben Simmons, him now, him this summer, him into the future. Hell of an intro, Mike. Let's get into the show. the glue guys this is mike here say hello brian hello. check us out on twitter at bk glue guys netsdaily.com the athletic get yourself behind that paywall at theathletic.com slash glue guys a subsidiary of the new york times company brian mike you were on fire ben simmons is back is, is giving him problems is it's problematic <laughs> is back giving. yeah i've been um, there i've been there i can tell you all about it everybody i'm gonna sit tight let me tell you about back problems because well, i knew a thing or two Today I just went to my acupuncturist. What do you do? What do you do get, that for? Get some some cupping, oh, getting geez. a little massage, and some acupuncture uh, for my back. Did so he, I, I'm, I'm simpatico with our buddy Benjamin J. Simmons. Did he name a star so, after you while you were there, or uh, <laughs> what other what other kind of? Stop it. You don't believe in acupuncture? Acupuncture is. Uh, like, I don't, and I especially don't believe in cupping. Look at the, the cupping can do. Cupping? I did. I did. Have you heard of your skilia or what your sikia? You know, the it's like a it's like a saran wrap around your muscles. Okay, that you, you got to pull the toxins out of that bad boy. There's a chart in my acupuncture. I did. I did some chiropractor stuff, and I got to tell That's you, a different discipline, Brian. It's, different discipline. I, I agree. I know that it's a different discipline, but equally as as kooked as the acupuncture. And I don't know. I'm just, I'm just saying I had, look, I had back surgery. Oh, thousands okay? of years of medicine is a, is a kooky science. <laughs> oh, Mr. Bry, only Mr. Cutting that's, edge Pfizer that's over it. here. That's it. Big, give me the Pfizer, Pfizer or give me nothing. That's my policy. That's my motto. Um, we are giggling, but it's sad. It's a sad, it's a sad day. Uh, no, Ben Simmons has officially been shut down. I think uh, Ian Begley of SNY, he actually talked to Ben Simmons' agent. So if people don't know that, Simmons used to be represented by Clutch. And he dropped Clutch. Maybe Clutch dropped him. It seemed a little bit uh, wishy-washy on what exactly happened. But uh, Ben Simmons' agent, I believe his name is Bernie Lee, spoke to Ian Bagley and said essentially that uh, Simmons does not need surgery that the anticipation is that Simmons will be ready to go in time for next season, no problems, that Ben is, is quote, like every truly great person I've observed, Ben is motivated internally to continue to develop himself, his talent, his and test his abilities and compete. He just needs to be healthy again so that he can do that, essentially, is what he said. Um, um, I would be surprised if Clutch dropped them. I feel like that's that's a weird – that's a lot of money to just drop off the books. I, I'm just going to – going back to your original point. Well, riddle me this, Bri. Okay. My understanding could be completely wrong is that the agent fee clicks in at the signing of the contract. And that's why often like a guy like James Harden does not have an agent – when he is going to sign a big contract, but then when he has that contract, 
he then gets the agent. I think there's the most, I think the fee mostly locks in at the signing of the contract. So the agent gets all of the, their money up front off of a signing. That would be, I mean, it's possible. That's not my understanding of it, but yeah. I think again, just totally BSing here. I think it's a separate. I think there's a separate lower fee that if you become an agent to a guy and you did not assist them in getting that contract, because the like the, the agent getting you that contract, they have rights to a certain amount of money of that contract, the ten percent or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Where I think if you sign the max contract like Ben Simmons did when he was with Clutch, and then they drop off, does Bernie Lee, our good friend, friend of the show, Bernie? Um, I had an Uncle Bernie, great guy. I have him. I don't know. He didn't die, but uh, I have an Uncle Bernie. Okay, shout out to Bernie. Does Bernie Lee get that 10% now? Agents, please let us know. Yeah, I mean, let us know in the DMs. Come on the show if you're uh, you know, aspiring agent, ex-agent, current agent, if you're Ben Simmons' agent. Come on the show. Um, speaking of agency and what the <laughs> net should do, we got uh, – we originally, when I talked to Brian about this, would be like, let's let's do a, a special episode. Just uh, like, you know, I have these seven questions. These are the best seven questions that you could possibly ask about Ben Simmons. And then I was like, well, let me see what our, our listeners have. And their seven questions are just as good, if, if not better. So this is going to be an official mailbag Hydra Beast seven biggest questions surrounding Ben Simmons that we need to think about with him short-term, medium-term, long-term, forever-term. Okay, so how do you want to go about You want to do the emails first and then see if they touched on any of our questions, or how do you want to, how do, you want yeah, to do that? Yeah, just kind of, there's going to be some emails that are duplicative. So let's go roll through the question, emails, and then if there's any left out there, any hanging chads for you Al Gore Bush fans... Um, we will address the hanging chads at the end of the show. Um, do you, what kind of order do you want to go in? Do you have a special, I'm just going to go in chronological order. Yeah. Go chronological. That's how I always do it. Okay, great. We're, we're not Christopher Nolan here, Brian. Boom. Shots fired at Nolan. Speak for yourself. I am. Anyway, next up, cheer boy. We got Joe Oliver. Hmm. Joe Oliver. Um, not to dox, but uh, well, anyways, he says, hey, lads, listener from the UK here uh, regarding Ben Simmons. How bad does the situation with him need to get before a buyout is a realistic option? Cheers, Joe. Oh, boy, Mike, it's happening. We're talking buyout with Ben Simmons. It, it's absolutely happening. is here. I, it, so just to clarify, Ben Simmons has two more years left. On his contract, I believe. I should have looked that up before we started. But I like not counting this year, the the season mm-hmm. after that. Uh, so two more years. So next season, the season after that. Typically, that buyout comes around that last season. And from what I remember, you could space it out over the course of like four or five seasons. Ben Simmons' buyout in 2024-2025, his salary that year would be $40 million dollars. If obviously, if they bought him out and you could space it out over four years, it'd be 10 million, 10 million, 10 million. I mean, Darren Williams' contract just came off the books like what last year? Yeah, really. Remember recently. how long <laughs> yeah. that just persisted? Yeah. Um, listen, it, they would buy him, they would buy him out if he doesn't play at all next year. Um, because again, it like, because then you get to the point where like the $30 million in cap space that you would get by buying him out. If I have my information correct um, on how the buyouts can work, 
thirty million dollars in cap space, even if you then you have to spread out the forty million over four years, is significant. Is enough to where you could get, you know, who knows what the, the Nets books will look like. The Nets actually stand to if they hold on to their team to have a lot of cap space in 2024-2025. So it'd basically be Mikel Bridges, Dorian Finney-Smith, and Ben Simmons are on the books. The only other players that could maybe even be on the books, Cam Thomas and Dayron Sharp, the emerging Dayron Sharp. Obviously, the Nets will make some signings this offseason. They will sign maybe Cam Johnson to an extension. I would imagine Cam Johnson would then be on the books. But the Nets could be significant players in the 2024 free agency cycle, which who knows who will be a free agent then. Um, let me ask you this, Bri. Do you really want to do this buyout thing? Do we want to do that? Do we want to be buying out players? And like, is it that desperate? You know, I, I was listening to a Bill Simmons. I think it was like Bill Simmons and Waz and a couple of other people were talking about the worst contracts in the NBA. Mm-hmm. It's pretty definitively Ben Simmons now. Yeah. I mean, now, obviously, I mean, look at the, I mean, it's, this is, we get to in, incorporate the chronology of everything. Is it, is it forever going to be the worst? Um, hard to know. It's, I mean, I know people are really down on Ben Simmons right now. Um, and I don't want to be the last guy carrying a torch for Ben Simmons, you know, who, you know, who wants to be in that position. But, you know, that if I'm really putting on my rose color glasses here, um, like let's say that the back back injuries are a tricky one, Mike. I I want to stress this. <clears throat> Remember when Dwight Howard came back from back surgery and couldn't jump over a candlestick? Um, that was <laughs> that, and not to say that he like truly ever came back from it, which you know it's not a great parallel draw to draw, but he did play another like you know six years of competitive basketball and was you know a utility center at that point, but still was like a useful player you know, asterisk Dwight Howard, everyone knows the deal, but, um, diminished, but useful player. Um, now we don't want diminished, but useful Ben Simmons. We don't want to start having that conversation and who knows what that looks like. Um, but the thing with back injuries are, and you know, not to get too into the private life of somebody I don't know anything about, but it's a weirdly psychological thing because you can't jump anymore and you don't, it's not, it doesn't feel like it's coming from your legs. Um, but somehow it, you just don't have the the bounce like they used to. I used to, Mike, we've talked about this. I could dunk the ever-loving heck out of a tennis ball my whole <laughs> life. And then I had back surgery and I, now I cannot jump at all anymore. Um, so speaking from experience, and it's weird. You just can't really explain it. It's a different, you're just kind of in a different body. And so for a guy who's already kind of struggling with that stuff could be a compounding factor and complicate the situation further. Um, takes a long time to come back from back injuries in general. So um, like... If we're doing the benefit of the doubt thing, and you know this is a long time to be giving benefit of the doubt, um, maybe it is credibly still enduring some some after effects of, of you know the back injury. It's a very it's a very real thing. Um, contractually, buyout wise, like I th- I still think two years is a short enough time to like okay let's we'll, we run it back next year see if it works if it's truly just not like it's it's beyond the back issues it's beyond injury it's just a cataclysmic falling off of a cliff skill wise and everything else, then you just have like basically one year left of that. And do you want to be spreading that out even at $10 million a year for four years? I don't know. Well, yeah, it's situation based, right? It's like, like who knows what the Nets team is going to look like. I think they're going to make, they're going to be pretty active this off season because 
They have picks to they have picks to be able to trade. They have a lot of wings on this team. And I mean, it, the team has it's it's kind of a joke that the fact that the Nets go from all smallies and biggies to a team filled with wings. One of Royce O'Neal, Joe Harris, Dorian Finney-Smith will get traded, particularly if they re-sign Cam Johnson. And do they get traded for another player or do they get traded for a future pick to kind of fill in more of the gap? Could be. So there's a lot that could happen. And it was, again, to reference another Bill Simmons podcast, um, They Ryan Russillo and Bill Simmons were talking about Luka. And Ryan Russillo literally said on the pod about how perfect Luka would be on the Brooklyn Nets because of the team that the Nets have with Bridges ascending to the level that he is, Dorian Finney-Smith already there. The Nets have the wing defenders to surround a star guard. And we're going to hear that conversation, I think, a lot. And it's going to be a conversation I think Josiah will actively want the team to reinsert itself in. Listen, I, I know this team hasn't won a ton of games since trading Kevin Durant and Kyrie, and it's completely crazy, completely crazy that Kyrie blew up the season the way he did, knowing that like, he should have enough knowledge about basketball that whatever team he goes to, the team he would be going to this season, they would not have achieved success. This is what I went back to in the very beginning, Brian, which was when we talked about like the leverage point that Kyrie used. You know, some people were saying Kyrie was a genius for trying to use this current net season as leverage for getting the four-year max contract, the five-year max contract. And I thought the whole time that the best thing that he could have done was to win basketball games in Brooklyn with Kevin Durant, remind everyone how great he is, and go to the second, third round finals of the playoffs. What he has done is he has become, again, the target of media and fan criticism because no team has been worse since acquiring a major player in the trade market. Of all the contenders, the Mavericks have sunk the lowest, particularly for a team that made as big of a trade as they did by getting Kyrie Irving. And it's not really all Kyrie's fault, but he unfortunately is, he has earned the reputation for deserving that. And so to bring it back to the Nets, you know, Luca, like I joked about this on Twitter, but it's a real thing. Our boy Igor, the Nets offensive wizard assistant coach, Mr. Ruffled Hair on the side, hell of a tan our boy Igor's got. Um, he coached Luca in Serbia or whatever, wherever they're, where are they from? Serbia? S- Slovenia. And Slovenia. speaking of yeah. which, Ridgewood, I just looked it up, has an ethnic enclave of expatriated Slovenians. <laughs> so <laughs> we got them. We got them. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty assured that there is yeah. an enclave of every type in, of person in queens, <laughs> yeah. in, in, in queens. like yeah. i think it's a safe bet that there's an enclave can you say the same for dallas you can't you fort can't. worth the fort worth area please please get get out of here yeah. the, the the larger dallas metroplex no, no. get the hell out of here yeah. um anyway so again it's not really about ben simmons but it kind of is because simmons it's the weirdest puzzle piece in the NBA right now, maybe besides Kyrie and what he's going to do in the future is that the Nets have a guy who, as I joked about, but was serious about before Ben Simmons is the perfect guy to insert on this team, a healthy Ben Simmons. And, you know, we have a lot of questions about, can we believe in that again? Um, But 
I I think that regardless, this team is going to be star hunting this offseason if Ben Simmons is going to factor into that. Yes, Brian. And I think that brings us to our next question, which is from Cheerboy Jay Cruz. And this is the big one, Mike, that we're dancing around. Okay, I'm just going to get – this is not chronological order. It's I'm, a, I'm leaning into my, my inner – What's a famous Slovenian dance? Famous Slovenian – oh, the – Slovenian dance. Let's see. Well, while you pull that up, I'm going to get oh, the right polka. in the polka classic. Well, <laughs> Who could they call it the, the colo. It's like a, it's like a polka. All right. Um, <clears throat> Jay Cruz asks, do you think that he has the big one? Mike, and this is what we've been tiptoeing around tap dancing, doing anything but answering. Okay. Waltzing. And now we're going to do it. Polka do you think aim. Ben Simmons will ever in caps get back uh- to prime Sixers star Ben Simmons, or is he also in caps washed? I'll hang up and listen. Cheer boy, Joel. Thank you. Brad, um, what do you think? Washed is rough. That's a rough one for me. I think it's a it's a to go from what he was doing. He's still very young, still still sort of prime. I, I, to say that he's going to go to full washed is still somewhat. It just still feels somehow unreal, more less realistic to me than diminished. And diminished is not great, right? <laughs> diminished is not what we not what you want to hear um, from a guy making that amount of money. But I, I I just have a hard time. I mean, there's been so much um, so much drama around Ben Simmons, uh, and it's been hard to place his injuries and all this stuff. Um, is he is he like? Able to, I think he's able to get back to where he was, or a you know like sixty percent of where he was, you know, which is pretty diminished. Um, let's call it seventy-five to be generous. Sixty um, percent, yeah, pretty bad. <laughs> pretty bad. <laughs> so, so is that fully washed? Um, I don't know. Guy, Royce White, the guy from oh, Iowa State. Yeah, a big fan of that. That's basically Royce White. Right, right. Um, so, yeah, maybe that's tough. Maybe that's a hard way of thinking about it. But um, I still am I'm carrying a little bit of a torch to see what he looks like early next season. <laughs> a little bit. A little just, matchstick that you're I, calling a torch. I mean, he from right away How early torch? early in the season, I remember this vividly. There was, I want to say this is like game two or three. He had a tweak in his back like right away. And having, you know, again, speaking from a little bit of experience, and it's also a huge bias-inducing thing, I understand. Um, I know what that's like. It's really weird. It's really scary. It's super painful. It doesn't lay you out in the same way, like when you have like a pre-op bad back lays you out. Um, but it is like a perpetual thing you have to think about. Like it's this new thing you have to think about when you're playing through a weird new back situation. So I'm still a little bit hopeful, tiny percent hopeful that he's not washed. But again, I'm, I'm speaking in percentages, you know, I, it's, it's really, it's a, it's a very qualitative thing because a lot of what's happening appears to be between the years, Mike, and who knows, who knows with that. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a side angle to this question is like, okay, there were flashes. They were, they were the fleetingest of flashes, but there were flashes this season. Well, Brian absolutely downs Pound. a diet should Dr. I, Pepper. Should I crush this one? <laughs> you were just, you were into it. Um, it's one of those much, like mini cans. So it's a little squared off on the side. So it like, kind of oh. catches on the anyways. Um, how much, so we were not going to be able to answer this question even as I ask it. So I'll try to answer it even after I ask it. How much can we can we blame for this season's uh, inability to be impactful on his health? Because like 
there was the knee issues that persisted. He had had back surgery going into this season, and now he has an impingement in his back, which, you know, like there's part of me as a bitter Nets fan who was like, before the impingement thing came out, I'd be like, oh, Ben Simmons is even really hurt, you know? Um, but, uh, oh, sorry, I just got a message. But, you know, like, an impingement in your back would be extremely painful because because I'm an impingement veteran with mm-hmm. the Kyrie Irving shoulder impingement saga. Of course. Remember where we thought he was going to come back in like a day and then yeah. he came back like 10 months later. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, an impingement is I'm not Dr. Patel, friend of the show. Yeah. But I think it's essentially like like a like bone or joints like rubbing against like muscle and tendons in a way <laughs> wow. that impinges it, that okay. pokes, that, that like stretches it or pushes it together. I'm impressed. It feel good. I'm impressed, Mike, that you know all um, that. Little stuff, yeah. okay? So it, it can't feel good. So if he's like, I hate to say this, like if he was truly hurt all year, it, I think there's like a 70% chance that his issues, I'm going to do a piece of pie here, okay? 40%. Health was his issue. Physical health was his issue this season. I would say 30% was also like the rehabbing and trying to get back in the flow of all the health issues plus being away from basketball for a year about why he was not impactful. And then another 30% is mental. Can Uh, can we also – can we incorporate a small little sliver of a slice just to – Don't be. For like, we're gonna mark up the price on that sliver. You yeah. know, like for the whole pie, it's sixteen dollars, but that sliver is gonna be three. So, Fair. for and this is being very generous, and that's why it's just a sliver. So keep in mind, this is, we're talking about how much of a sliver we're talking. This about? is like two percent of a pizza. Okay. Okay. To uh, to the fit with with the other stars on the team, is it possible that that style of play is not necessarily conducive to his strengths? Yeah, I think so. I'm putting that that is within my 30% quadrant of the rehab coming back to the team, getting back in the flow. I think that's in the rehab quadrant. Okay. Well, I, rehab quadrant is really more of like you can getting eat, back can, can into we, the flow. Here, here's it's what we can do. Let's, quadrant. Well, can we formalize it? Can we take 20%? It's a quadrant. It's a tridrant or something. Okay. Well, we're making it a quadrant 28% rehab, 2% um, fit. Is it possible? Is it possible? Yeah. So when I, again, defining rehab. <laughs> is getting back into the flow of having not played basketball for a year, right? Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, I think there could be a 2% quadrant within the 30% trigent of... I want to make these two separate instances. I want to say... No, they are (laughs) mushed together, Brian. I want to say, irrespective of the rehab, even if there was no rehab, he might not be a This is why we could never open up a pie shop. (laughs) We would. It would be... Remember that time we went to... um, What's it called? The place with the uh, mayonnaise pie that they have? Um, oh, um, artichoke. Artichoke. That's a dense. That's a dense. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a shot. It gets one of the most famed slices uh, of pizza. That's a mayonnaise pie. It Look, a, I- <laughs> it's a mayonnaise pie. And why that doesn't get dragged in the media the way that like a deep dish pizza? It's essentially a deep dish pizza, but with, <laughs> with mayonnaise. mayonnaise. <laughs> it's yeah. like the worst it is creation delicious. in the don't world. Get me, don't get me wrong. Oh, it's, it's fantastic. Uh, yeah. It's a fantastic yeah. piece of pie. Um, so again, to to reframe this discussion, two percent of the pie is fit, and I actually so again I've incorporated the two percent into my 
rehab it's, it's flow. Insane. I don't know why you're insistent on this, but okay, <laughs> give me your okay. space. A corporation. Um, <laughs> yeah. 40% is health and 30% is mental. Wait, how okay, is so 40% health and 30% rehab two separate quadrants? I think you're and- hung up. Okay, I shouldn't, it's <laughs> my fault. I shouldn't have said rehab. Okay. What I mean, what I mean is getting back into the flow, the actual basketball y parts of, of basketball. Okay. Of like, so not rehab, not rehab, not re- Pre- what practice. I mean is like You're talking about practice, practice, but the games like, like, you know, he didn't play basketball for a year <laughs> mm. and then he had to get oh, back. You're, talk- in you're the talking flow. about ramping up. You're talking about the ramp, the ramp. That, that's, <laughs> yeah. It's a pizza with ramps. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Beautiful. Love um, ramp season. <laughs> <laughs> and okay. So the ramp, which is a, th- looks about a, a 30, 30 degree incline. Yeah. If I'm going to be honest, could be, could be, uh, um, 30% is the ramp, 40% is pure health, pure health issues, the knee, the back, and then 30% is is mental. They're, I mean, and I don't mean that like flippantly, like it, guy who publicly has talked about mental health issues um, or just mental health, I don't want to call them issues, just, you know, what he's dealing with mentally, um, he, he wasn't locked in. Um, wasn't fully engaged. And as much as we want to call him great and a competitor, the, the competitive fire wasn't there. And health <coughs> and flow, mm. all these pieces of pie make one big pie. They all they all coalesce together into one mushy, okay. yucky yeah. matzo ball. Uh, Man, matzo, mozzarella ball. Excuse nice. me, mozzarella. Mozzarella, um, But... Uh, so let, let me throw this to you, Brian. Okay. How much do we blame this year on his his health, his actual physical health, and the ramp that per, that postseded that physical health? Like, because because the important part of that answer is like, okay, if you think health was such a big impact, that okay, if he gets healthy, he can be someone of himself again. Yeah, but if you don't believe health was actually any factor. Then we're screwed, essentially. Yeah, I think it's a pretty big factor. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say, like replaying the whole thing in my in my head now. Um, <clears throat> like there was a real urgency to be a championship contending team, and we had come off of a pretty, again, brutal first round sweep, and we wanted to save face in the wake of the James Harden snafu. Um, I think there's probably a lot of pressure for him to get back and be cheer boy again. Um, and I think that that was, I mean, I think there was not, not to say that we, um, you know, made, made it so that it was escalating him in a way that's like, was, was bad for his body or whatever the case. I just think, um, there's a lot of pressure for him to just, you know, not be injured. And if there's nagging, especially with weird injuries like back stuff, um, nagging injuries, um, a lot of pressure to show up and be good and like just all of a sudden hit uh, the ground running and be a championship contending team again. As soon as that stopped like becoming super obvious, I mean, right around like, I guess, November, when everything started to get hinky again, um, I think you could, you could take the, the foot off the gas a little bit. And um, I think that's like, as I replay, like, you know, we were winning games. He was sort of in and out occasionally. Um yeah, it just never seemed like uh, like obviously he's healthy and not just not playing as well. Like it just always kind of seemed like health was a nagging concern. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt on that, I guess, until proven otherwise. But 
um, I mean, unless you're saying that like <clears throat> the health is a convenient excuse to not play at a high level, which, you know, I guess there's there, we can put on our tinfoil caps and, and do that. But I think that's unfair, I guess, at the moment, just based on the fact that he had surgery and all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, we all, ever, I think no one gave him the benefit of the doubt because he had, like, you just don't have back surgery just for, because you're. It's not a fun thing. And also back surgery is like, they got a weird reputation because they don't always work. Like, that's the tricky thing with back surgery. Um, a lot of, like, they have a, like weirdly high, like, oh, oops, it didn't work sort of right compared to other surgeries. It, it, I think so- if I was a surgeon, I'd really feel <laughs> yeah. I don't feel like it's yeah. that hard. I, I, yeah. You know, I, I've cut open a chicken, you know, like a, like a oh, roasted. Like a, you roasted a chicken then. And I thought you know, right around it to get in. Yeah, You know, I roasted a chicken crazy. just yesterday. You know what I did? Tell me. Um, bouillon cube. Sorry, cube. I, I mixed that in with oil, right? Made a little like rub with the bouillon and then put that on the outside of the chicken and shoved a lemon up its up Gotta its shove butt. that lemon up there. And I do that on a daily basis. Let me ask you uh, first, yeah. let's take a break. Coming back, we're going to do more pod. And we're back, Brian. Next up. Wait. What? No, wait. Don't do it. Don't do Cheer it. Cheer boy. William Babcock. I went I went full Vince McMahon on that one. Babcock. That's sort of a Vince McMahon. Anyways, um, he says in the subject line, Simmons shoots with the wrong hand theory, comma, go off. And then he just says, see the subject. Um yeah. Mike, I, you know, it's funny. I was, I, I saw the JJ Reddick thing and got more, more, um, this is back from February was when it really hit the, hit the trades. Um, I was thinking about it. I was like, anytime that there's any kind of confusion whatsoever about what hand you're shooting with, it's probably, like, it's, yeah. it's sort of self-evident that you should just go back to the lab and, and work, work on, <laughs> work on things. <laughs> I don't know. There shouldn't be confusion about that. It feels like it's like most of human history, we kind of have that locked in. I don't know. I don't know that we need to have confusion there. I, that's a very good point. If, if the question even needs to be asked, then there's a problem. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, the I, the theory I think even goes back to like Kevin O'Connor at the Ringer has written about it for years. That and there was like a weird thing about I think it was Simmons's dad who taught him to shoot lefty because he thought it's harder to defend lefties. But Ben Simmons is a righty and everything else he does. Um, and th- this is just the Ben Simmons is the JFK assassination of NBA players. Just, I will say. Uh, we're always going to have weird theories that we won't be able to answer with this guy. Okay. Here's the, here's the two scenarios and you got to choose one. Have a parent who teaches you a mind warping thing where now you're using the wrong hand. Okay. But you go to the NBA and you make a generational amount of money and then flame out or B you shoot standard and run the risk of not being as dynamic and getting, (laughs) getting, getting, getting to the NBA. And making generational amounts of money. I think shooting with the wrong hand is hindering Ben Simmons. Yes, but he got to the NBA, Mike, and made a lot of money. Might not have a, a legendary career think, in hindsight. <laughs> no, I think I think he's being held back. I think a six ten, super athletic, incredibly intelligent, ball handling maestro. But what if in the process of, of learning how to good. shoot with the left hand, he got so deft, got deft enough with the left to be a, a competent ball handler, generally speaking, bad sh- bad-ish shooter with the sure. left comparatively speaking. Anyways, it's just it's like food the for thought. Don't answer theorem it now. That like, be, like he has a weakness in one area, exactly. but it heightens his other sentences. Exactly. It's the daredevil I, I, theory. Okay, I like that. The daredevil yeah. theory. Um, 
Next up. Next up. Cheer boy. That's Matt Hardy. A real hardy boy. <laughs> okay. Uh, Matt says, hello. Do you get it? It's like a. I it's got a, it. It's he says, series. hello, chaps. How long do you. I don't do you- think you get it. I, don't <laughs> I, think- I got it. I promise. Um, hello, chaps. How long do you wait for Ben to get it together? How mm. do you balance patience and just moving him? Also, if you stack lasagna on top of another lasagna, is it just one big lasagna? Big questions. Okay, thanks. Bye. Um, Matt Hardy says. <clears throat> Actually, caveat. Let me. I can address this. I just. I had it. Here's how. Here's the separation of church and state. If you're making a lasagna, and then on top of it, you put a little sprig of basil. That's a whole lasagna. And if you put another lasagna on top of that. That's two lasagnas stacked one on top of the other. It's the basal divide. Is that in the New York City Municipal Charter? That yeah. Basil is the differentiating factor. That's the divide. Floors. Now, if you're the kind of person that doesn't garnish the lasagna, if you're one of those plebes, okay, then you can stack them as high as you want as one giant lasagna. So I do think our our spitoff podcast should be called Garnish the Lasagna. <laughs> yeah. It is, so right. that's our TikTok. Yeah. Um, I like it. Um, so. How how long do you wait for Ben to get better? Well, they have him on two years left, two more years in his contract. How and you, so there's a the whole question of moving him. I will say this, okay? So we're, we we are experiencing this now in real time as Nets fans. When Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving were on the team, the Nets were on first take every day. They were on first things first every day. They led every NBA show, every NBA podcast for the three and a half year period. I like this take already. I'm really enjoying it. I like where your head's at. We are already, the the temperature has dropped so significantly. It's like after a summer thunderstorm and the storm has rolled away and we're dropping that temperature. You know, the humidity in the air has just dropped completely. Um, Our boy, Alex Schiffer of The Athletic, wrote a great story about Mikhail Bridges being the Iron Man of the NBA. And... It's a very good story. I could probably guess internally, like I probably guess the general audience of the NBA cares less about that story than if Kyrie, you know, had long fingernails, which would be a great story if Kyrie's just started growing his fingernails. Mm. You know, like that guy, yeah. do you ever have the Guinness book and he just mm-hmm. had like the rolly, yeah. <laughs> the lasagna fingernails, if we're going <laughs> to okay. go back to that. Um, and so to back, tie it back to Ben. There's a common idea that the team that Ben Simmons needs to be on needs to be a team that is not struggling. It needs to be a team that's like not high wattage. Well, welcome back to being a true net. This team, you know, it, it plays in Brooklyn. It, it certainly will be discussed. It will be discussed more than the Indiana Pacers for the most part. But it's a the best thing about being a Nets fan, the best thing about covering, you know, being around this team and being a fan of this team is actually is not to be a bandwagon team. It's to be the authentic, scrappy sort of underdog who's not discussed all that much, right? And it's not like the it's not the Lucali pizza place of Brooklyn. It's like the actual slice shop around the corner that no one it's not going to be on eater.com, but it's it tastes just as goddamn good, if not better, and way cheaper prices to get in than MSG. So the Nets are kind of the perfect place. Now, the one thing I'll say, I think there's sh- there's definitely shifting priorities internally about Ben Simmons as we heard Jock Vaughn continually say in the media about like kind of like eh, I'm not that like thinking that hard about incorporating Ben Simmons into this team. Um, essentially 
he's Ben's not going to get that spe- extra special star treatment anymore, even if he did. Um, I think he did for a period. Uh, but he will have a team that will be filled with nice guys and will not be on ES. They, the, I, the amount of ESPN games they will be on next year in TNT will be very tiny. Can I also say, I think it's yes. an especially high EQ <clears throat> approach to handling the new paradigm of the Ben Simmons situation. The the whole star, things started to go poorly for Ben once the stardom kind of really kicked in. I think it's an interesting tact to be like, let's, let's, let's deescalate that as part of your identity. You know, let's, let's supplant the stardom, you know, Kylie Jenner, Kenner, whatever Jenner, um, sort of fixation stuff. Let's get you out of TMZ, Kendall. Kendall Jenner, um, I know that I should I should I can get that right. Um, let's deescalate all that. Do you want to do, do a new take? I do. <laughs> let's get rid of the <laughs> three, two. <laughs> let's get rid of the Kendall Jenner TMZ lifestyle thing um, and 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 deprioritize that stuff and in in effect get back to your basics. Get back to the roots. What did you did you ever love the game, Ben? For the sake of the I don't game, think he did. <laughs> all right, I don't think maybe he's that's ever really loved. Maybe the that's game. not the track, but um, there's something in there, and it's it's at least a different approach than continuing to um be like hey you're a star like you know be a star again and i don't know it's just it's a reset maybe in in my payout anyways next up your boy cheer boy we've got dorian winwitty it's it's an alias that he has to be called um dorian winwitty so uh i'm gonna start with a second question right because this is uh so two Hey, uh, long-time listener, huge fan of the show. Thanks, man. Long-time and huge fan of the Nets. Just curious how you guys met. How'd you become Nets fans? Can't seem to find the very first Glue Guys episodes. More power to the show. Uh, well, we buried the first episodes of the Glue Guys uh, under under a river in like, they did in, like they did in, in Deliverance. <laughs> okay, it's under <laughs> it's under the lake. Um, so that's gone forever. But, um, Mike, we met in college. Okay, a couple of, couple of college boys on the first floor of Kimmel Hall in Syracuse University. Um, I would come into your room, sneak in late at night, and play Guitar Hero. I got really good really quickly, um, as I <laughs> like everything you do. As I often do, um, and that became uh, the basis for a lifelong friendship. And Mike was just a sports hound, just a dog. I'm weird. I I I'm actually not, I'm not. <laughs> I was I was born in New Jersey, and uh, my dad liked going to Nets games because they were really cheap tickets. And I just just took hold. We would go to Nets games. I started going in the Petrovich, Kenny Anderson. Derek Coleman era. Um, so I would also just impose that upon anyone that I met. That was a big part of my identity. It was just like, I watched the nets and now you are too, if you're going to hang out with me. So Mike, a follower wanted to hang out with me really bad. <laughs> a beta. <laughs> a beta. Yeah. Watched, watched nets games with me. <laughs> no, that's not true. He fought, he twisted in the wind and never, and never watched nets games with me until, uh, we both moved to New York. And uh, right after college, I was like, well, we lived together sophomore year. Did yeah, we lived together that? sophomore year. Sorry, I should we say sang a lot of but, Mariah but Mike, together. Mike and- had um, mono the entire year and was super stressed <laughs> out. And actually, he went he worked hard at school and went to um, the broadcast school. So he was busy. Uh, I was in the arts program. So I partied. I partied and hung out. Um, so different tracks there. But um, we met back up later in life to start the podcast. Is that a yeah? Yeah, because we Brian messaged me on Facebook 
because mm-hmm. Facebook was the thing and said, we should do a podcast. And then a year later, we did a podcast. Because Mike was like, what is a podcast? What like, is a podcast? I was like, Mike, sit down. Let me explain this to you. No, but I, you know, our, we have persisted over time. I, I will say, you know, we, we, uh, we stuck to it. We were doing wow. SoundCloud. We did. We were, we were posting episodes. We weren't even tagging them. We had no idea of any concept of even finding an audience. Yeah. And look at us now. Now we get millions of listens per an millions episode. Millions per episode. It's crazy. Um, yeah. So shout out to our, our relationship, Mike. Okay. So pour it out for us. Um, it's one of my most <laughs> fulfilling, which is so, I mean, it's hurtful. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Why is that hurtful? I know. I mean, I, Brian. Hey, we're look friends. Me, look we're at friends. me in the eye. <laughs> look at me in the eye right now. We're oh, friends. Okay. Um, <clears throat> wait, no, no. He's got a, he's got another question. Oh, <laughs> Once it plays, it's got to play. play it out. John Cena. It's Dorian Winwood again. Back in the back up. Um, he says the first question was: This current Nets need a playmaker like Ben Ten. Is it a, is it beneficial for the Nets to keep him, get him healthy, and hope for the best, or trade him if trade for who and what package? I'm going to try to subsect this into the latter half of that question because we've talked a lot yeah. about that. But who could possibly be a trade target for Ben Simmons, Mike? The people want to know. It's an impossible question. You've got an answer. Literally right now, it's no one. It, you know, there's always this idea that there's no contract that is not tradable in the NBA. The only way the Nets could trade Ben Simmons is if they packaged together all the picks that they got from Phoenix and threw it in with Ben Simmons to get like, I don't know, uh, anyone who's making $40 million a year on a team that they are deciding now to tank. So, you know, like the people who are making $40 million are, so like it's uh, Trey Young and Zach Levine and Tobias Harris, like, T- Tobias Harris is a way better player than Ben Simmons. There, there, I mean, there's there are guys, there's names we could throw out there. There's even like you could do the whole like comboing two pretty bad contracts. Like, you know, like the Hawks seem to always want to get rid of John Collins. So is it like John Collins plus Clint Capella for Ben Simmons and all the picks? And like the Nets could do that. Uh, what's going to happen is they're not going to trade him. He's not going to be traded for anything. The Nets are just going to hold on to him. They're going to hope to rehab him and hope that, you know, if he is actually healthy, that he can be a thing. He can be a guy. He can be a, a, a role player who makes $40 million a year and get to that final year of the contract when he's an expiring contract on a, of a guy who played basketball and then use him in a trade to get Carlton Towns, Trey Young, Luka Doncic, whoever, but just like he will be the contract filler to that and to then get him. But there's no, they're not moving him. No team wants him. It's it, it, the only team, like the only way that any team would want him is this, if it's like the Spurs for some reason is suddenly like we, we think we can turn him into something at some point significant and you will give us first round picks plus him just to get get him off your books and we can just take him on fully to like the, you usually don't see the, the salary dump like that with two years left in the contract, which is what he's going to have. So he's a Brooklyn net embrace him. I'm trying to think if there's any other questions that really go off script. There's one that I promised I would say from the discord. So let's, you know, let's, let's dial it up. Let's dial it up. Next up. True boy. That's curfew DC, AKA DJ curfew. From the Discord, Mike, shout out to the Discord. <clears throat> That's discord.gg slash glue guys. Again, what you're seeing here with the podcast, it's a tip of the iceberg. 
Glue Nation goes deep. It's, it's baked into the fabric of society. Stonemasons, Illuminati, it's everywhere. So, and your access point to all of that is through discord.gg slash glue guys. DJ Curfew says, hey, Brian and Mike, is there any chance that Ben will be a good player uh, next season? There is no evidence that points to that because he refuses to work on his game. I do not think our culture will fully recover until Ben's becomes good or we get this $35 million leech out of the organization. How can we stress culture when our highest paid player can't play and is trash when he does play? Our quote unquote team leader cannot be mentally compromised like Ben is. All I know is Ben needs to get his S together or he will be playing in Turkey somewhere to SE for China. Damn. Wow. <laughs> wow. Curfew <laughs> DC. <laughs> this, is what I'm talking about. this is the kind of spicy take takery that, that happens on the discord. So, um, well, it's, I'll take this part of the, the question is for a, is Ben Simmons a team leader? Is he even in that position? Because I do think that that's been, um, basically already handed over He's to not. Mikhail Bridges. Um, you do you know, think Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson even think about Ben Simmons? It's like, no, it, it would be like the, the kid on the freshman floor who, you know, is supposed to be there, but does have mono who just like never showed up and has mono and is at home. And it's like he he's never existed for this version of the Nets. The Dinwiddie, Cam, Johnson, Mikhail Bridges, Dorian Finney-Smith. Ben Simmons, is, has he played a minute with them? I don't think, right? There must have been. He was coming off the bench for a half a second there. and I, Maybe I, a yeah. half a second. Yeah. But it's like, so, and I think uh, Curfew DC uh, was referencing team leader as like uh, mockingly. Um, well, I think I think in baked into the joke is the the implication that he could be considered part of the leadership of the team. I, I don't know. Is that, I mean, um, I, I don't, th- I think, I think it's like we were saying previously with the Jacques Fon stuff is that we, we've taken that mantle off, off the mantle, off the mantle. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think there is something with, with curfew DC references, uh, like something insidious about the guy who makes the most money in the team being a complete non-factor? Yeah. Do you think it impacts culture? Cause I don't think it, does I mean I know guys are very naturally like Brian knows how much I'm obsessed about people's salary mm-hmm. and and it would bug the shit out of me if I played for the Nets and like Ben Simmons was making X and I was Cam Thomas and I was like dude I can fucking destroy him one on one and I'm making three dollars this is just vulgarity laced <laughs> <laughs> vulgar the Bulgarian vulgarity um sorry almost done um my kid is pounding on the, the door. door yeah but. The do you do you think like anyone on the team actually cares about Ben Simmons? I don't think they do. I think it's like he's immediately out of sight, out of mind, and one sec, guys, and that's it. You know, it's like they don't they will wait to think about him next season when if he when and if he plays. I think there's a real possibility. I we should have said this earlier. I do think there's a real possibility he does never he never plays, um, just be, not because of health, but because of mental just decision making. But I think that's still a smaller percentage because uh, you know, like the guy like has been good at basketball, and justifiably the health thing is probably a higher percentage chance again of the reason why he was not very good. I, I here's uh, why I'll say I don't think it's <clears throat> that likely. It's uh, he, <laughs> I don't think he's got a lot of other hobbies, even in the, even if he's not super enthusiastic about 
about basketball. I mean, the alternative is to go and play Call of Duty on Twitch, which I think is tempting for a certain kind of person. Don't get me wrong, tempting for me, and I, I get it. But I think you can, you get it's a little exhausting. You get tired of that pretty quick. You're going to want something else to fill up your time. And, you know, until he starts that woodworking hobby or whatever it's going to be, um, I don't, I don't see that there's much, there's much Pick motivating. <laughs> could Pick be but rough on the back though, Mike rough on the back, a lot of bending right. over. Um, that's it, Mike. Your kids are pounding on your door. They're going to climb yeah, through the window. Um, let's get out of here. How, where do they find us? Find us on Twitter at BKGlueGuysNetsDaily.com, The Athletic. Get yourself by the paywall at TheAthletic.com slash GlueGuys. And quickly, just shout out to everybody else. I know we didn't get to all the emails. We had a bunch of emailers today, which is super fun. A spicy conversation. Thanks to everybody, and sorry if we didn't get to you. All right. Thanks, everybody. Mike, say goodbye. Bye.